Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exurga Deus dispentur in amici eius, et fugiancio dedenteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. Before we get started today, I wanted to first off apologize. It's been a very, very busy week, and it looks like it's probably going to carry on for at least another one or two days. <clears throat> I'm hoping to be able to wrap up the project that I'm working on at work quickly. <clears throat> it is, however, taking a lot out of me. Um, Saturday, I had an 18-hour day. Today was a 14-hour day. <clears throat> um, tomorrow, God willing, will be an 8-hour day. And we should have, and I should have a few normal 8-hour days while we're waiting for the other parts <clears throat> to uh, finish up. But because of the hectic work schedule, obviously you've noticed I haven't really been on, and I, was, I have actually a podcast that I was going to drop. I'm going to go ahead and skip it um, because, well, in part, <sighs> doesn't really matter as much. But I would ask for your prayers for a successful conclusion to this project, um, it will be extraordinarily beneficial for the company that I work for and all of the people that I work with in the long run. It actually will probably be one of the best things to happen to this company, to this company and to these people um, <clears throat> as far as having, well, as far as employment goes and being able to carry forward into the future in a time when things are getting really, really sort of sketch um, when it comes to the economy. So your prayers would be greatly appreciated for this. And I'm hoping that all of this effort pays off. And if it doesn't, well, I mean, c'est la vie. As such, such is life. I don't, I don't expect everything to be all hunky-dory. <clears throat> but if it is, great. And if it's not, well, I mean, you know, God is still God. He's still on the throne. Christ is still king. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangelo, defendenos in proelio. Contra nequitiamet insidias, diaboli est opraesidium. 
Imperatili Deus supplicas deprecamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignosque ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum ne trude. Amen. Cor Jesu sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, beatis caralus et domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Sancta Michael Archangelo, defendenos in proelio. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> Topic today, pretty obvious. You've obviously probably been watching a lot of the things that have been going on with the Supreme Court, particularly with those diabolical protesters. And I'm going to go ahead and just, we're just going to mix the two. We're going to say diabolical protesters. Because they are protesting and they haven't gotten excessive, excuse me, excessively violent yet. So we haven't gotten to the point where they're rioters. But what they're doing is most definitely demonic. And it is illustrative of the fact that we cannot coexist. We cannot. The truth cannot reconcile itself with lies. Murderers murderers, <clears throat> people who advocate for murder, who beg for murder, can't be trusted at any other step of the, at any other step. So all of the people who are all up in arms, the Ruth sent us people, the, and that's a reference to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is funny because Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself actually was cited in what appears to be what is about to happen at the Supreme Court with Roe versus Wade. She herself is cited because she cites it as bad law. <clears throat> so clearly these people don't care. And I don't know why we should expect them to care. These are the same people who are trying to indoctrinate your children with critical race theory and comprehensive sexual education and the LGBT agenda and all of the gender fluidity nonsense. And you shouldn't be surprised because these are also the same people who advocate for the murder of, of the unborn. And so when Roe versus Wade is overturned, in many states, I think of roughly 30 states, have provisions in place that as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion is abolished. And that's a good thing because, well, one, we need the babies. <clears throat> Two... Families, families, families. I've made mention on this podcast before that I was not supposed to be an only child. And I say I was not supposed to be an only child because God clearly had intended for me to have at least one brother and one sister, if not more. But that did not turn out to be the case. And it was not a miscarriage. Huge portions of my life would be significantly different. Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Hard to say. I might have still been just as much of a monster and a diabolically disoriented deviant, a degenerate. Either way, I mean, it's possible. Who knows? I don't know. Admittedly, I don't particularly care. I've long since moved beyond it. But it does concern me when I see so many people headed in that direction. So many people pushing for something that is so obviously, so blatantly, so clearly evil. 
So if you can figure out how evil and goodness can go coexist together, let me know because I'm kind of reaching the point where I don't believe that is in fact the case anymore. And I'm not interested in coexisting with a bunch of people who've committed themselves to wickedness. Now, it's not to say that they are evil at their core, but there is such a thing as a reprobate mind. There is such a thing as a mind that is not interested in redemption. There is such a thing. And we see it every single day. From the wild and crazy protest, and I have seen some video footage of some wackadoo stuff where I look at it and I go, why on earth did somebody not put a bullet in their heads? It would be better for them. It would be merciful for them to just be removed from the chessboard altogether and move on to your eternal reward. It certainly would be much more merciful to the society at large to go ahead and get rid of these people. I don't know how many people decided to actually go to Catholic churches this last Sunday on Mother's Day to protest, to try and capture the Eucharist so that they could desecrate it. I don't know. Again, don't particularly care. I know it was a stated intention. Catholic social media was on fire with it. We were all paying attention to it. We were all trying to make sure to find a way to keep, keep an eye out for what was supposed to go on. Now, I myself, after coming off of an 18-hour workday, was completely rendered unconscious for the next 24 hours. So I don't know, and I wasn't following and I don't care to find out because I got to be perfectly honest with you. The <clears throat> I'm reaching the point where knowing is starting to make me sick. Physically ill. And I don't like it. So I've come to the point now where I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to associate with these people. So anathema sit. I'm not going to associate with these people. For those who are willing to continue to pay attention, like I... <clears throat> This is one of the first weeks, because I like to watch the rundown um, as, a, as a nice closeout to the week. With, over, with uh, Mike over at RTF, and um, James, James the Texas Trad, and Ryan Grant, and Brother Martin Navarro, and whoever they happen to have as a guest. I like to, I like to hang out with them. That's basically how I kind of cool, like that's my quote-unquote vapid entertainment where we're still basically boosting each other, trying to push each other towards holiness. And, you know, sort of keep an eye out for the wackadoos who are definitely hell-bent on making sure that doesn't happen. But I couldn't even watch some of the videos that were posted this week. I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad I wasn't watching live so I could just fast forward through them. But I got, to, I got to a certain point where I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. You watch, you watch a video and you find yourself feeling soiled afterwards because of how horrifying and ugly and wicked it is. Which I got to be honest with you, is sort of a new thing to me because I don't remember in my youth ever experiencing that. It did not matter how degenerate, how wild, how wicked, how evil it was. I just kind of watched them like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, that's not cool. <clears throat> now, maybe that says something about my progress as a Christian. I don't know. I'm unsure. I don't have a really good standard of measure to measure it on, so I don't really know. 
but I know that as I continue my faith walk, I'm not as interested in seeing these demons walk the earth. The motto for this podcast is no quarter for demons. And I got to be perfectly honest with you. I, as time goes on, I'm less interested in dealing with the diabolically disoriented. There are people who think that murdering your child is a good thing, that it's a healthy thing, that it's a virtuous thing. And these are people that you just can't trust. They're not people you really want to be associated with. Certainly not if you're trying not if you're trying to grow in the faith and progress in your own faith walk, trying to get yourself closer and closer to the cross of our Lord. That's not the that's not a healthy way to carry on about your life. And I got to be perfectly honest with you, the more I spend in the more time I spend in the world, the more I realize no, I am in fact not of the world at all. Cuz these people are perfectly okay with it. And all I want to do is kill them. They're blasphemers. They're murderers. They're liars. They are so lost, they can't tell up from down. They don't know, most, like a goodly portion of these people don't even know whether or not they're man or woman. Don't understand why it is important to have some sort of a hierarchy. They cannot comprehend that there is such a thing as giving, rendering to people that which they are due by virtue of their position or who they are. And first and foremost in that one is God. But that subsequently follows down, you know, mom and dad, <clears throat> mom and dad, your neighbors, this, that, and the other, your boss, your landlord, your boss, your landlord, the people who you rent to, if you happen to be the landlord, the people who you employ. You, you could dive deep into the applications of, of the Christian faith, our actions of intellect and will, that it, that is the Christian faith. And figure out exactly why everything is set up precisely the way it is and why it works. And then you can look. I mean, it's getting to the point now where in, in the midst of conversation, the vast majority of people have no idea how lost they are. And I just look and I go, you really don't understand how it works, do you? More than that, you don't want to understand. If you did understand, everything else would be so much simpler, so much easier. If you wanted to understand, at least that would help. But these are the same people who talk, who say that you need to have dialogue, that you need to be open-minded. And I'm just like, screw that noise. I don't have to be open-minded to evil. I don't have to be open-minded to wickedness. I don't have to be open-minded to blasphemy. And I think right now, my biggest worry is one of these days, somebody is going to blaspheme in a way that is going to set me off and I'm going to strike them dead. Because as my faith walk progresses, I find that's where I want, that's where I am. And I'm not particularly interested in ending up in that position. I'm really not. Would they deserve it? Well, duh. Blasphemy. 
Is that the way that I'm to become a martyr? I'd prefer not. Seems kind of a little bit, honestly, seems a little over, over aggressive. And now that could be the modern Catholic thing, you know, the whole, the whole cultural modernism crap that's been permeating the world into this milk toast, mealy mouthed, jelly spined, whatever. Could be. And it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with regard. It has to do with, I kind of have a direction I want to head in and that's not it. Is it selfish? Maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of reaching this point now where I look and I go, I really don't know if this is the right thing to do. And it's not, it's not that I don't know whether or not X, Y, Z is right or wrong. Snatching the life out of a blasphemer, or at least knocking their jaw off their face so they can't pronounce the blasphemies anymore. I know somebody who used to do that. I know of somebody who used to do that. It was quite spectacular. You might know him too. His name was Saint King Louis the Ninth. I'm just over people's utter contempt for the one who created them. And the more I see, like, the further I go, the more I realize that there, it is so blindingly obvious. You want to know if there's a God. The evidence is there that's so bright. It's more than dazzling. It's blinding. Let's start with the easy proofs. I said on Twitter that it may take two to tango, but God is the one who determines whether or not there's a baby. Why? Because mom doesn't make the effort. You, sh- you don't see her. You don't see her in post in post coitus, focusing, meditating, trying to find you know wiggling and wriggling her body, or trying to find a way to actually force the pregnancy to become. It is entirely up to God. You don't see the man doing it. Again, entirely up to God. There's not a single human being on this earth who can say that by their own will they were created. Well, who did it? There's only one who could have. It's the same one who put everything in motion. You don't think the world was created? Okay. Then how come everything decays over time? How come there is a point when something is as perfect as it gets and then from there it decays over time? And usually when it's as perfect as it gets, that's usually the beginning. And that's for every living organism. They're as perfect as they're going to get usually very, very early on. And then there's just fallout and decay from there. The mountains, the volcanoes, the whatever. Whatever it is, it's usually as perfect as it's going to get right at the start, and then from there, it begins to fall apart. You build a car. If you just leave it sit there, what happens? It'll rust, it'll decay, it'll fade. It will corrode over time. It will move towards its original 
materials as they were in state. And that's if you do nothing to it. Even if you keep it in climate control, the best you can do is try to slow it down. But the fact is, is that if you don't actively maintain it, everything built decays. Our societies, they start out as perfect as they're going to get when they're formed, and then they decay. And for <clears throat> all of the societies that were formed in, in the aftermath of some sort of democratic or republic, rev, uh, republic sort of revolution, well, guess what? It starts out pretty good at first and then just sort of falls apart slowly from there. And depending on what it is, depending on who it is, maybe, maybe it'll take longer, maybe not. Rome, Christendom, every empire ever, everything's usually pretty good at the beginning and then it, and then it falls apart and that's everything. We've never seen stars born. In all of astronomy, they say, oh, this is a stellar nursery, but nobody has ever seen a star born. We have, however, seen stars die either fade out or explode or whatever. But we've seen stars die and we've never, ever, ever seen a star born. Doubt me? Look into it. You can find out on your own. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The, the evidence for a creator, the evidence for God is so obvious, so blindingly obvious. How come every time we go off on our own, we try to figure out stuff on our own, it all falls apart. It's, de it's death, destruction, mayhem. But the moment we go to follow what God told us, 
And we know what God told us. All you got to do is, do, like, legit, you can pick the Ten Commandments. You can pick all of the teachings of Christ. And the moment you follow those things, suddenly everything's not so bad. Suddenly it's not all death, destruction, carnage, and chaos. Is it painful? Yeah, of course it's painful. It's painful. It's painful if you happen to be the one who's following Christ and everyone around you is watching you do that for the very first time. A prophet does, in fact, have no honor in his own house. And over time, they may, you know, it may come to settle in and... I think it's wild that there are people who know, who know that I'm a practicing Catholic, know exactly who I was before, and for some stupid reason, assume that I'm a Catholic because it brings me comfort. I'm a Catholic because it gives me a list of rules that when I follow them, things don't go wrong. I'm a Catholic because I was given a way of life that when I live it, as I continue to try and live it more and more perfectly, I don't suffer from depression. I don't suffer from anxiety. I don't suffer from post-traumatic stress. I don't suffer, I don't suffer from those things. And I find that I can accept whether something good happens or something bad happens with equanimity. I'm just as happy if things go wrong as I am if they go right. <clears throat> yes, there are things, in fact, today at work, I ran into all sorts of things that were very, very frustrating. And the moment that I recognized that that was going to be how the day was going to go, that the day was going to be death by a thousand paper cuts, the moment I realized that that's how it was going to be, that's how the day was keyed up, that we're, that we're too close to the end for it to not be the really, really irritating small stuff, immediately I sat back and said, okay, well, if that's how it's going to be, then that's how it's going to be. And the only time that I was emotionally bothered was when I got excuses for people not taking the time to ask the question, to see if there is a way around it. Now, there were a few things I was looking and I was going, oh man, come on, we could have got this before. We should have gotten it, but we should have caught it before. And those were my initial reactions. And as soon as I looked at it and I looked at the massiveness of the project that we're working on, the ridiculous number of details that have to be paid attention to by a, by a crazy number of people who each have so much on their plate that they're going to miss the small stuff. And those small things that they miss are going to interfere with the other people. And it's, gonna, and it's going to slow us down. But when you stop and look at it, it's not huge. And because I've been able to maintain that perspective only by the grace of God and a lot, a lot of intercession for my guardian angel, we're still tremendously ahead of schedule. Especially for the task, for the, for the size and scope of the task, we're tremendously ahead of schedule. 
And then it becomes my principal focus to make sure that my crew doesn't lose their motivation. To make sure that I don't burn them out, that I don't, that I don't push them so hard that they just say, screw it, we're done. That we push hard and with intent, but not to crazy. We try to pour out every last full measure to do everything that we can. And then whatever, whatever, whatever's, however the chips have fallen at the end of the day, that's how they sit. And we pack up and we go home and we get rest and we go to do it again the next day. Are they believers? Almost none of them. And even the ones who are, huh. they're missing the big stuff that I know is probably going to condemn them. Not because they want to, but because they don't know. And because they think it might be just a little too much extra for them to know. <clears throat> is their judgment up to me? Nope. It's up to God. You know what's up to me? What's up to me is making sure that they stay motivated. That they don't look at the job and say, screw this, I'm done. That they draw for, that they draw for themselves the same amount of satisfaction for the difficult work that we do and the accomplishments that we have. That is entirely on me. It's not on anybody else. <clears throat> I don't even know if I'm succeeding in that one. I have no idea. I hope I am, but I'm just human. And if I'm not succeeding, then there's a reason. And hopefully my angel and God and Our Lady will point it out to me so that I can fix it. so that I can fix whatever it is that's wrong with how I'm approaching it. But as I do all of that, I find working on me and not being a douchebag is a full-time job. And having to fight all this wickedness in the world, having to really push back, man, I ain't got time for that. Y'all want to go to hell? Go to hell. Y'all want to go to heaven? Then do the right thing. And I don't mean you, my listeners. I'm talking just the world in general. If you want to go to hell, bro, I'm not going to stop you. I'll warn you. I'll let you know, hey, that's probably not the best idea ever. But I don't have time to be fiddling with a whole bunch of wicked people. A whole bunch of people who don't understand why maybe, maybe you should probably refrain from bleaching your hair white and dyeing it back purple. That maybe you should refrain from allowing yourself to gorge on whatever piece of food you can get on so that you get fat and then turn around and think it's a good idea to, to put metal rings and decorations and tattoos and all that other crap. Maybe you shouldn't reject what gender you were born with. 
Maybe you shouldn't reject how you were created. Because maybe, just maybe, there was some kind of intent. And just because you don't want to cooperate with it doesn't mean the intent isn't there. But since you're not the one who made you, your parents didn't make you, and you didn't make you, and everybody who didn't even have anything to do with your procreation, which is to say that shag nastiness that you didn't, that your parents did in the bedroom, they have nothing to say except to confirm reality for you. Anything else is wickedness. Anything else is evil. Anything else is diabolical. We are not brothers. We are not brother and sister. We are not brethren if you and I do not share the same father. If our Father is not the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, if the Lord Jesus Christ is not your King, we might be able to coexist, assuming you stay very far away. But we are not obligated to do business together. We are not obligated to know one another. We are not obligated to be cordial to one another. And I got to be perfectly honest with you, if you're going to bring your wickedness around my life, then I'm going to make it known that you're not welcome. And the only people really allowed in my house are my family, my brethren. And that's just how it goes. All these people who want to smash the heads of babies, all these people who want to vandalize, all these people who want to try and break into churches and steal the Eucharist so that they can do something degenerate with it. I'd be glad that I'm doing everything I can to stay away from the world because if I come across you, I will end you. in whatever way God deems necessary in that moment. I'm not obligated. I'm not obligated to put up with the destruction it's recommended. I'm obligated to pray for you. But I'm not obligated to stay by hand rather than to defend. In point of fact, particularly if I don't defend the little ones, then what am I here for? <clears throat> I'm obligated to the Lord. Yes, I will bless those who curse me. Who curse me. Yes, I will accept violence to me or against me 
at their hands. At least I'll try. I do it. I got an upper, I got a finite upper limit as to how much of that I'll put up with either. But you put somebody else at risk? I'll snatch a life out of you. You want to blaspheme? You can play that Russian roulette. Because that's exactly what it is. No quarter to demons. Period. No enabling. No false compassion. No fake charity. No quarter to demons. I can't say how much I would recommend for the rest of y'all, all of y'all, every last one of you brothers and sisters, have to figure it out on your own. You have to figure out where your limits are, what it is, where your red lines are, how far you're willing to go. And remember that everyone gets at the Job 3811 this far and no further at some point. Now, if you're too quick with it, well, then you might have to, you might be held to account for that. If you're too slow with it, you might be held to account. If you can figure out where that golden mean is, great. If you figure it out, let me know. Because as I've said in many podcasts before, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And for all those people out there who've decided that they hate my God, you can go ahead and hate me too. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to let you spread your degeneracy all over the world. It's not going to happen. Do I know what the future holds? I have ideas. We're getting ready to hit a food shortage. We're getting ready to hit a supply shortage. We're getting ready to hit a famine. The fact is, is the West, as far as the West is concerned, we have been put in the scales, we have been weighed in the balances, and we have been found wanting. And we got to fix it. But we got to fix it in our own home, in our own heart, well, in our own heart first, in our own home second, in our own city third, and in our own state fourth, and in our own country last. Because even after that, maybe we'll get to fix it in the world. Probably not. But we can absolutely fix it in our heart and in our home. And everybody who chooses not to, bro, I don't have the time to care. Literally. I ain't got time for it. You want my prayers? You got them. You want to waste my time? Sorry. 
I got other things. I'm not going to waste my time on false charity with anybody who's not interested in getting close to God. With anybody who's not interested in drawing closer to the cross of Christ. And with anybody who's who's not even interested to actually, you know, do the job and fulfill the obligations that you have according to what you agreed to. And yes, I know, not all of those agreements are right. But if you're just going to renege and become a renegade, well, I ain't got time for that. And most of the people I know don't have time for it either. And all of you people out there who are looking to burn stuff down, who are camped out inside, outside the houses of justices, for all you people out there who are wearing your stupid little red cloaks with those funny-looking little white hats like as though you were a red version of the flying nun and trying to get into Catholic churches, bro, I ain't got time for you. Ain't got time for you. Not a one of us do. You're just mad that you might actually have to pay the consequences of failing to keep it in your pants. That's all this is. That's all abortion is. That's all contraception, the contraception talk is. That's all this is, is a bunch of people who can't keep it in their pants. And those are not the people who I want leading the world. Those are not the people who I want making decisions for my city, my state, my family, my home, my house, or me. Period. Full stop. They're not serious people. They're demonic. And the mask is off. So I don't even see a reason to cater to all of those people who want to be milk toast, placating, mealy mouth, spineless, whatevers. Because <clears throat> I ain't got time for that either. And I know. As we carry forward and things start to break more and more and more, you ain't got time for that either. So using the same planning method, the 50, 100, 300 meter targets, using the same way that you go to put together your life, you do the same thing with them and you'll figure it out. It will, they will weed themselves out, weed their themselves out, whatever. I'm tired. It's been 14 hours at work. But I felt at this point it was necessary that I needed to check in, lest you all think I died. (laughs) I'm not dead. God willing, I won't be. Obviously, with everything going on, pray for the nation. Pray for the church. And pray for us in Catholic social media, because some of us have got some interesting takes that I think might be, could probably stand to be fortified just a bit. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.